Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Miguez, and joining me is Carlos Briseño. What's going on? And Mike Skinner. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, fellas? What's up? Another day in quarantine, sir. Yeah. Yes. It never seems to fucking end, man. Another day, man. It's like Groundhog well Day. Asking. You might as well just, just stop. I know, right? I know. Right you know it. I'm trying to be cordial. You know, like, I want to see how you guys are doing. You know, obviously, we're all doing the same shit. You know, like, we're all at home. I'm just drinking. Yep. That's <laughs> basically. drinking and working. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like literally. So, right now, we're all, like, on a little video chat feature I use. And, like, we all just open a beer in front of each other. And we started talking. Like, you know, Skinner's got a nice little IPA from Goose Island. Carlos has a M.A. Weiss. And then I got my Mangolandia. I haven't which, seen friends' faces in, in forever. This is this is nice. I kind of feel like we're hanging out right now. Yeah, exactly. Dude, so this beer is, like, impossible to find, right? So I got the Vesa Sud Mangolandia. I found it at Whole Foods, Ooh. right? I can't find it anywhere else. You we know, have Vesa Sur. I don't know if we have that that one at public. Yeah, it, usually, have... like, uh, usually it's, like, the, the, the Mala Yerba and the, uh, yeah, Mala Yerba. the Spanglish. Yeah, you're right. It is those yeah. two. Yeah, but this one, I saw, I was like, I'm buying it. I don't care that it's 15 bucks at Whole Foods. I'm going for it. Nice, dude. Well, cheers, dude. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy, enjoy. All right, so for this week's episode, it's a special one. Um, this is the best of quarantine edition. So we are going to talk about the best things that we experienced during this continuing, you know, perpetual fucking quarantine <laughs> with no end in sight. Um, but one thing that it has allowed us to do is to basically consume as much of the things that we like as possible, right? You know, like I'm sure we've all seen things that we thought we were never, never going to see, you know, shows that we didn't think we were ever going to get to, you know, like me right now, like I'm watching Mad Men, which is a Ooh, show. I, I which seen I, it. Yeah. Like I never thought I was going to watch it. Cause like, you know, it's a show that people talk about and like, you know, it's like cool to like Mad Men and like, you know, I'm watching it now with the wife. We're on season four, I think. Shit, um, has that many seasons? How many is it? It's got seven. It's got seven. Oh, yeah, shit, but okay. yeah, but it's like thirteen episodes each, so it's not like a you know, it's an easy binge. Uh, but it takes a while to really like hook you. Yeah. You know, like I didn't really like feel like you know episode ends and you're like, oh, put on the next one until like season three. Yeah, the mm. the first season is is it even in its entirety is really slow. It's very oh, yeah. it takes it takes a it's sweet ass time to develop everyone and all the storylines, and it's more so like. That shows very much kind of like shoving in your face the whole like era of like yeah, how, like how the sick is that we get it, bro. It's right. like 60. the idea of like you know, people <laughs> were drinking on the job and you know, a bunch of people being womanizers and like, you know, uh, women were like kind of like second class to men when it came to like in the market, well, not even just marketing and just anything in general. Yeah. And yeah, it's it kind of like shoves that stuff in your face for a, a good while until the story finally picks up and mm-hmm. you kind of get an idea of like there's a big mystery behind the main character, but behind John Ham's character, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so, honestly, man, that mystery uh, it does nothing for me. Like, so, yeah, it, like it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's it, like I feel like you know I, I won't say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you, Skinner, in case you ever want to see no, it. No. But it's like, like it's like it's like a mystery where like honestly the show that doesn't need to have it. You know, you right. can still have this, the same show and not have that mystery. I got you. For me, it takes a few episodes, and if you don't grab me, it's it's kind of hard for me to stick around. I've seen so many like half seasons in my life, like so many shows. Like you asked me, oh, have you seen this? Oh yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Like for me, like if you don't grab me, <clears throat> excuse me, if you don't grab me right away, that's that's I don't know. It's hard for me to to get addicted to shows like that. Uh, but sometimes those slow shows have good payoffs. Like sometimes you're like, dude, this is taking forever. But then when it finally gets there, you're like, wow, that was. I understand why they did that. Yeah, you know? like, like sometimes it doesn't. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, like that that show was slow to start, you know, and like um I saw it all the way through like uh four or five times probably and I tried getting my wife into it, but it was too slow for her. and she, you know, I think we dropped off like season two. I won't tell you my breaking bad story because it'll break your heart. <laughs> Why what happened? See, like you're you're saying I want to know. I've I've only seen the last episode. You've all, that doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. Why would you do that? Out of all out of all um, yeah, out of everything to watch, man. So I used to have a group of friends that would watch different shows than me and they would watch Game of Thrones and they would watch Breaking Bad and they would have like premiere parties and like finale parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I went to a finale group gathering of Breaking Bad and I had never seen Breaking Bad and we all sat around and drank beer and watched it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> but everybody's like, you are doing yourself a disservice. You don't even know what's happening. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But um. <laughs> But yeah, oh, Game of Thrones is the same. I've seen like the beginning and ending of every season, but not the so, middle. Game of Thrones, I won't get upset at you for because the ending was just the worst. I saw most of the last season, yeah. And yeah. I knew what was going on, but like if you ask me like every character's name and stuff, I, I missed a it, lot of the intro. It doesn't part. matter. Who right, cares? Yeah. The, the ending was just absolutely awful. Like it, to me, it ruined that show's legacy altogether. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's one that you're, you're forgiven for that one. <laughs> we're, we're clear on that. All right. Um, yeah. So, like I said before, we're just going to talk about you know the TV show. Oh, and you know what? Side note, actually, um, you guys watch the boys? Oh, tomorrow, baby. It's already out, dude. It's right already now. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I started watching episode one like two hours ago. Like I, I don't know if they fucked up, but yeah, dude. I don't know if they fucked up. Yeah, they, they fucked up. I started watching it, dude. The whole yeah. thing is out. Oh yeah, bro. Like it, the intro is awesome. It's awesome. Like it's a black noir scene. That, that's all I'm gonna say. It, it's the full. It's the full. Uh, well, it, was, it, was, it was episode one. No, Amazon. No, it, it, Amazon. Of, Amazon doesn't release everything at once. Oh, I think they released the, the first three. I think are the ones that are out. If I'm not. Oh, mistaken. that's not bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but you'll probably burn through that tonight. Fuck, dude. This, Damn. This, I wasn't this, sure if it was all the episodes or not. This is well. This is a a whole topic for a whole nother episode. Yeah, I, dude. I, I, am, I am I am a big fan of episodic content just because it just it gives you enough time to enjoy the show That'll per se. Then, um, good topic episodic yeah. versus binge. Yeah, because uh, I mean, not to get into it, but yeah, it's, I'm I'm more of a fan of episodic just because the especially nowadays with the amount of stuff that's at our disposal to watch. Mm. Um, you know, with so many things like. Uh, um, being give like where they give you all the episodes at once because I think I, I believe was it Netflix I think Netflix is the only one I believe everybody else like Hulu and Amazon gives it uh, uh weekly I think Netflix is DC the only Universe one does weekly too yeah yeah and Disney Plus does weekly as well Mandalorian yeah. was week to week yeah with, it's only Netflix I think HBO does the same thing week mm-hmm. to week so like. And Netflix has, I guess, gotten us a little bit spoiled with having everything, you know, at your, you know, all at once. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the episodic uh, weekly style just because, you know, it gives you something like to talk about with friends and like, right. you know, you kind of like start theorizing things. And when you have, That's you know, thir- 13 episodes at your disposal, like there's no point in theorizing anything because you just hit yeah. right next episode. You go right in. Exactly. Yeah. And like it can build fatigue. Like um, I'm watching now um, Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, which is season one didn't do it for me, man. I don't know. Um, I, I can, maybe that I can maybe that's a hot that. take, but I didn't. I didn't. No, 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 it's not a hot take. Like season one, it took me a while to finish it. Like I, because I'm having the same issue now with season two. Season one, I watched it straight through until about episode seven, then I dropped off hard. Like I didn't watch it for maybe like four or five months. 
Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me finish it. You know, I did enjoy it. I got then far, it, but it, I, did, I never finished season one, man. It just. It, it ends really well. And the season two overall, it's just fantastic. It's really, really good. But again, with the binging thing, you know, you kind of get a little bit of fatigue, you know? So like I kind of stopped for now and now with the boys out, you know, like I'll watch See, like three. the boys. As those are like you see, you can't come even compare the two shows to me. Yeah, like no, no, to me, it's, it's like different. I just didn't care about the cast of Umbrella Academy. That was my issue. Like their okay. characters to me were, I mean, I don't know the story. The story didn't grab me. The boys, I care about every all the bad guys, all the good guys. I want to know what happens. You know, Absolutely, like I, yeah. I am like hooked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll give it another chance, but I, I just yeah, just give it a chance. You know, like it ends strong, and then season okay. two from the get go, right. it's great. All right, I'll take your word for it. I'll check it yeah. out. <laughs> all right so you know what since we're, we're talking tv shows let's start off with that so you know we're going to talk about the things that we like the most during this quarantine you know like what we felt was the best it doesn't have to be anything from 2020 it could be anything that you've experienced for the first time that you've been able to see because of the quarantine so uh skinner we'll start with you so what tv show would you say was the best one that you've seen it's it's, it's anonymous i mean uh, not anonymous it's unanimous probably but um tiger king all right uh, <laughs> Tiger King has <laughs> got to be the best. It might not even be quarantine. It might be ever. That might, one of the best pieces of content I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, I mean, think everybody was talking about Tiger King. It was a huge phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are still talking about Carol Baskin. I think she's on Dancing with the Stars. Bro, coming she's out. gonna be in Dancing with the Stars, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that show, like changed everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely like even one of the happier times in this quarantine. Maybe because we didn't know how long we were going to be stuck. Yeah, it, it was but right like, at the beginning. You know, it like, felt like a simpler time of quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, level it one. Like it was, yeah, it feels like it was so long ago. It yeah. was that Tiger King happened. It was so. perfect timing. It was almost perfect timing for Netflix to release something like that because it was it was a March like I think it came out like I'm not gonna lie, probably like March 10th. I think it came out a little bit before when we were like told to be staying at home. Right, right. it had and just then, started. Right. Yeah. And then I think within that first week of quarantine, I, I, I can't, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, not everybody watched that. I'm pretty sure everyone I know watched that within the first everybody two, two weeks of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like my, my Instagram feed like blew up with like Tiger King tattoos and things like that. It was just everywhere. Yeah. At first I didn't understand what, what they were talking about. They're like, bro, you got to watch this documentary about this tiger guy. And I'm like, like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? And then I kept seeing memes and jokes and things and I'm like, all right, let's see what this is about. And then I realized, man, this is gold right here. This is, I understand why everybody is talking about this. Absolutely. So um, that's definitely like probably my favorite series um, that came out during quarantine. Um, I haven't, I I didn't really, I didn't really watch too many different series to be honest with you. Um, I watched, like like I said, a lot of three episodes and then that's it. Uh, I got into lost in space a little bit. I watched a little bit of that, but I couldn't, couldn't finish it. Um, Yeah. It was a few shows. Yeah, like I did lots of space. I watched like the first. I think it was two. cool, and the, and the yeah. budget is good. Like the production yeah. is nice, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, and like the lead actor Toby Stevens. I'm a big fan of his. Um, did you ever see Black Sails? I didn't. I've never seen it. That is an amazing show. Like that's a very it's, it's a pirate show, right? Um, I, I think it's very underrated. I don't think enough people saw it, okay. but it's definitely like one of the best shows you're ever going to see. Like just top quality. It's I know really the good. first. I know the first couple of seasons, I believe like the first two seasons were kind of like, okay, in terms of like reception, but then it got, you know, by the, the last couple of seasons, apparently it got, it got really good. Yeah. I've never seen it, but so I would say, um, the back half of season two is where it gets like really good. And then it just never got its foot off the gas, right? Like, it, it's taken, it got better and better and better. And the ending is one of the best things you're ever going to see on a TV show as far as like, um, satisfaction, okay. you know, you know, like it, 
it's it just like you got what you wanted and you got what you didn't know you needed. What what is it about? Like that not a whole plot, but like is it pirates uh, or black? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's about pirates. So okay, you pirates. follow, um, you know, like it, it follows basically a lot of real life pirates. You know, like you follow Captain Flint, uh, Blackbeard shows up at some point, things like that, and then you know they're in they're in Nassau, which you know it really was a pirate colony, and it, basically they're dealing with they found they're trying to get. Um, a giant cache of gold from uh, a Spanish galleon that, that crashed and had like, I don't know, I, I forgot what it equated to in today's dollar, but it was a couple million. Right. And basically, they're, you know, they're pirates. They're trying to get rich. So, you know, there's you know, a lot of deception, backstabbing, whole ton of sex, but, you know, the, the storytelling and the acting is just like top notch on that show. Nice. So definitely put that one on your list. I want yeah. to I want to say it's on Hulu. It's from Stars, but I think is it, it might newer? be newer right now. Is it newer or it's been out? Yeah, it wrapped up, I think, in 2017, 2016. Okay, so it's been out for a few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's excellent. And, like, the intro is done by Barry McCreary, you know, who's done, like, the score for God of War. You know, he's done the score for a bunch of different things. And, like, it's just one of the coolest intros you're ever going to hear. Walking Dead, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, Walking Dead. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's one. I think that's the one he got. That's where he got most recognition was from Walking Dead. And he, he did a bunch of video games and stuff after that. Mm -hmm. But then now he's been doing he does movies here and there. So, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah, those one movie that he did. But I forget which one it was like he did a score for a movie. Yeah. I, can't, I can't recall which one it was, though, but it's really good. But yeah, that, that's me gushing on Black Sales. Nice, yeah. dude. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. Like I would say Tiger King was uh, was the big one. And um yeah, I haven't rewatched it yet. I, I'm waiting to see if they're going to make more content on. I know they released like that special episode where they were going to like interview everybody or something. It's, it's whatever. It's just Joel McHale. And yeah. People. Oh, okay. Because I didn't really watch that. I watched watch. the original it's, series. You don't have to watch it. You it's know? a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, they're making that TV show. So it's the one because, okay, so they announced that Nick Cage is going to play um, Joe Exotic, right? And, and, no, and didn't they say it was going to be Rob Lowe? No, dude, it, it's, it's Nicolas Cage. You didn't know? It's Nicolas Cage. No way. Yeah, Rob, Roblo pitched fuck out of here, dude. Roblo pitched himself to be. He wanted to be like. Yeah, that. I, I thought. I, right. Didn't didn't Tiger King's? Uh, didn't he say he wanted Roblo, or he, he he requested somebody? He, he probably. But he's in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> yeah, I guess he doesn't have much of a say then. Yeah, and then they recently casted uh, Kate McKinnon to be Carol Baskin. But I'm not sure if that's the same show because um, that's one for NBC. From what I heard, that they're making multiple shows. So I don't know if Nick Cage and Kim McKinnon are part of the same show. But Love yeah. America. Yeah, there's a lot of Tiger King content coming what our way. What the fuck is wrong with us? Well, plenty. Oh <laughs> have, you, have you looked outside? There's a lot oh wrong with Oh, my them. God. Tiger King, dude. I know. I know. But yeah, that was a monumental part of quarantine and very memorable and... Uh, even though we're kind of miserable right now, I'd like to look back and think that that was a happier time. So I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carlos, what you got, bro? It's funny that uh, Skinner mentioned Tiger King because I, I didn't even think about like uh, docu series that I've watched until he mentioned that, and I was like, oh yeah, I've seen actually a couple um, uh, because there was like yeah, there was Tiger King, and then there was uh, the one that was called. Uh, this isn't the one on my list, but I'm just bringing it up. Uh, uh, the Pharmacist. I don't know if you guys watched that one. That one was on Netflix. I, uh, I didn't. It dealt with a. Uh, it basically dealt with a guy uh, uh, like this. This dad who had like a kid that was. Uh, it's in Louisiana, and this, it deals. It deals with this uh, dad who has a kid that like ODs. Um, sorry, not the, sorry. Take that back. He doesn't OD, but he's a he's a drug addict, and the kid end up kid gets end up ends up getting killed. And, uh, it's, it's like, he uncovers this whole, like, 
the kid was killed by like a certain person. And then it, that leads into like this doctor who's like over prescribing uh, medication that's getting people addicted, which was the same stuff that his kid was addicted to. And like, it's, it's pretty interesting. So um, I remember okay. watching. Uh, so, so like, is it on the opioid ep epidemic basically? Basically, but I think it takes place like, uh, obviously it's, it's from this year, but it takes place, I think in like the early two thousands, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I brought that up because I didn't even like I didn't even fathom thinking about oh yeah what what, what docu series have I watched that's not like you know an actual like narrative TV show, mm -hmm. but uh, if you were to ask me um, the one of the earliest things I watched in quarantine because I made a list and I was just like what have I watched and just to kind of remember because I mean there's been so many things just because of the amount of time that we have on our hands and one of the earliest things I watched was uh, a show called Devs. I don't know if you guys know which show that was. Um, um, yeah, isn't that the the Alex Garland one? Yeah, it was basically the uh, when FX started doing the whole FX on Hulu thing, mm -hmm. um, and it was the uh, a show from Alex Garland. Who, um, for those of you who don't know, he uh, got his claim to fame at least early on was he was one of the writers of Twenty Eight Days Later, mm -hmm. and, he, and then he wrote uh, he wrote Dread, uh, the one with Carl Urban, and then he I love that movie. He wrote and directed um, Annihilation. He wrote and directed uh, uh, Ex Machina. He wrote and directed all. Movie. Yeah, all. He's a big sci-fi guy, clearly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, he wrote and directed all the episodes of the series, which was eight episodes, which is crazy because for a guy to write and direct eight episodes of a TV show, that's 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 a lot. Of, that's a lot of dedication. So yeah, a lot um, of work. It's not for everyone, and it's one of those that it definitely takes a little bit to kind of get going, even though it is only eight episodes. But, um, yeah, it's it, when the, the big payoff towards uh, it happens around, like, episode six or seven, it's it's pretty, like, it really makes you think, and it's just, it's just very well made. Um, it deals with, like... Uh, uh, this this girl and her boyfriend who both work for like this tech company out in like the Silicon Valley area. So like out there in like San Francisco area, it, it takes place like I would say maybe like 30 years from now, like pretty recent. Like, you know, it's kind of in the future, but not, you know, we're not dealing with like flying cars or anything like that. And they work for a company that's run by Nick Offerman. The, uh, um, his character runs the company is a very like, you know, eccentric uh, techie guy. And uh, it turns out um somebody gets killed on the premises of the tech company. And there's like a whole conspiracy as to why this person got killed. And like, it builds up from that. So interesting. Um, it's, it's, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I had to get my wife to kind of like commit to it just because it, it is very weird, especially the first couple episodes. Um, but once it gets its footing going, it's, it's pretty great. And I, I like Alex Garland a lot. I think almost everything that he does is, is, is really good. So, um, yeah, I, I that's a show I highly recommend. You can watch it. it it's on Hulu, so um, it's you should be able to find it there. And it's it's a one season right now. Yeah, it's. I think it's only. I think it's going to be a mini series. I think it's okay. only going to be one season. So. Yeah, I, I think it was like a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. So, because um, I know um, if they were to continue it, I'm sure Alex Garland would like still be involved. But I highly doubt. I mean, unless he's willing to write and direct all the episodes again, he probably won't yeah. go on yeah. to other things. Maybe, but like you said, yeah, that's a big undertaking to like, you know, do all that for eight episodes straight because, you know, do, doing that for one show, you know, one episode is tough to do it for an entire season, you know, hats off to him. But yeah, you know, like I'm also a huge fan of Alex Garland, like the guy, everything he touches, you know, like I'm a fan of, um, you know, like An Annihilation was 
awesome really really good movie i love that it's not for everyone it's it's fucking it's not for everyone yeah yeah Um, yeah but like you know that's what he does so he does like he loves going for like that high concept sci-fi yeah um you know like x machina same thing you know people you know don't really you know like it's not a movie when you really break it down with x machina not a lot happens but a lot does at the same time i love that it's such a small cast yeah and you know i'm sorry like that dancing with oscar isaac i'm sorry like that's just like the greatest thing ever like how did that guy not get an oscar for that you know yeah, it's brilliant. Like the guy can do whatever he wants. And by the way, have you guys seen his beard from Dune? Dune, yeah. My God, man, we're but, supposed but, to get a trailer in like a couple days. Yeah, yeah, like sometime soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's there's, a, there's a picture of him standing next to Josh Brolin, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know that Josh Brolin's staring right at that guy's beard. Yeah, bro, epic. Like, Fuck, bro, I really want that beard. Apocalypse and Cable, bro, chilling next to each other, bro. <laughs> so so great. Ah, yeah, don't bring up Apocalypse. Don't bring that up. <laughs> well, you know, don't do that to him, man. Poor bro. guy. Poor guy. Like I don't know how much they paid him for that role. A lot. Like it, it, it better been a lot. Yeah. Poe's not much Holy better, hell. bro. They gave him but, the shaft too. <laughs> uh, well, but Gable, Gable's good. No, oh, no, I said Poe. Poe Dameron. Oh, Poe. Yeah, I know. I did. Did you read? Um, yeah, the, I knew the you interview? Were bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? You know why not? Uh, yeah, that I. Yeah, I agree with him a lot. So you know, like I have a lot. That's a whole other episode. Like my thoughts on like the new trilogy. It's a right. whole nother thing right there, man, because like they Boy, had went in so much potential for that series, you know, with what they laid down with Force Awakens. And I still haven't seen the last movie, by the way. No, nah, you don't have to. You're, it's you're like, on Disney Plus. You know, I can watch it whenever. Like, and do I, it. I haven't had the heart. I have, my yeah, mom's like, fine. how have you not seen it? I'm like, it's, it's you know, fine. It's yeah, like, it's like watch it if you want. Way for them to tie things up. Like they had to tie so many things up that me and Alexis talked about it after we, we, we watched it together when it came out in theaters. And like the big point that I was trying to make was. They probably should have just made a fourth film just to kind of like settle everything down because this one really like they had to do so much within two and two hours and two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 20 minutes yeah. where it feels like it feels like the movie's just bouncing around all over the place because they're just trying to tie up all loose ends that they have. So they probably Plus, could have benefited with we, another. We movie. live in a world where there's Endgame and there's Infinity War, you know, there's split movies and the Harry Potter series split the ending and Hunger Games. They all split the ending. We could have done the yeah. split ending. We yeah. could have done yeah. that. It, even fucking Twilight split the ending. Everybody. You know? That's a it thing. It can be done. You, you cash done. in on both movies. Come on. Don't be a noob. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, so my pick for my favorite uh, TV show for this quarantine is What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. So uh, another FX show. And for me, it is by far the funniest show on TV right now. Like it, it's hilarious. Like I've seen it right now. It's only two seasons. Season two uh, ended a few months ago. It's only 10 episodes, half hour. But like you'll laugh from beginning to end. It's just like I've seen it beginning to end. I don't know how many times. It's a show that I have like on in the background when I'm doing stuff. I just love like coming in, hearing something, laughing, and then going back to whatever I was doing. It's gold. But yeah, it's it's, it's absolute gold. That uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. And like I hate like those the faux documentary style shows. Well, you know, first off, if you haven't seen it, you fucking should. But if you haven't seen it, it's uh it's a show Watch on the movie FX. first. Watch the movie first. Yeah, yeah, there's a movie first. So it's from Taika Waititi, who's he's done Thor. Uh, he did Jojo Rabbit, which uh, I've been oh, watching, Taika and that, that movie's show. great. Yeah, <laughs> or the movie. He did the show or the movie. He did the movie. Uh, he did. Um, he, he, he did both. He did both. He did, he did both. both. He, yeah, he he wrote the movie with Jermaine Clement, who's also in the movie. I did and not he know direct, that. And, and he directed the movie. So it's so like Taika Waititi is in it. He wrote, directed, and is in it along with Jermaine Clement. And they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alexa can explain, but yeah, but, uh, wow. it's it gold. Yeah, that so basically, made it way higher basically, on my list. Okay, dude. Yeah, so the show follows. It's about three vampires that are roommates. They live together in a house on Staten Island, and they have a fourth roommate, Colin Robinson 
who is a energy vampire, right? He's literally like a bald white dude with glasses who works at an office. And basically he just sucks people's life force by boring them to death. And it is incredible. <laughs> and the three vampires, um, and it's, uh, it's Nadja, Laszlo, and, um, oh, oh my God, uh, Nandor. And Nandor has a familiar, uh, Guillermo, who is, you know, regular human, just a slave, and basically just deal with all their hijinks. But the show is just hilarious, has great cameos, like Mark Hamill is in an episode. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, like Batista is in an episode. And then, like Carla said, the episode where Jermaine Clement, Taka Waititi, like they pop up. They have a huge episode, which yeah. I, won't, I won't spoil. There's a huge episode with huge cameos. In season that, one. That's, yeah, that is amazing. I'm going to probably watch some of that tonight. With, after with you, you should watch it. That show is hilarious, man. I was already going to watch it because I heard your episode about it, but then it's been coming up more and more in conversation, and I'm like, damn, I got to watch that. Yeah, and like the intro slaps, bro. Like the intro song, oh, so good. Like I, I fucking found it on Spotify. I downloaded that shit the first time I heard it. I'm like, this song is great. It's really, really good. Yeah, like, that, that, that's a fun that, show to watch. That cameo episode that Alexis was talking about is one of the big reasons. Unfortunately, Alexis didn't do this, but it's one of the big reasons to Good watch it, the movie. Watch the movie bro, first. And that movie was free on Amazon Prime for like seven years, right? And, and the minute I want to watch it, it's, it, gotta I gotta pay. pay for it. Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing but that. But it's worth owning because it's so good. The movie is unbelievable. Um, it's it's you know it's like that you know that faux documentary style. Yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. The, mm-hmm. and then the show obviously expands on that. Like you basically. Uh, see all these characters through the eyes of uh, Nandor's familiar for the most part, you know, Got the show is it's still pretty objective in terms of like, it's like the camera crew's perspective. But if there's anybody that's like a main character of the show, I would say it's probably uh, the, the Guillermo, which is Nandor's uh, familiar. So, yeah, but one um, thing that I enjoy with the, the full documentary style, right? Because like, you know, I, I don't like the office, right? That's a hot take. Wow. I yeah. I don't like the office. I don't like modern family. You know, like, uh, yeah, I don't like any of these full documentary shows um, besides this one and Parks and Rec. But one thing about this show in particular is that the crew is as much part of the show Mm -hmm. uh, because in the other shows, they never really mention the crew. Right. It's like a thing where like they're just there, but they don't mention them in this show. They do. They're they're interactive, you know, like and I think in the first no, the first or second episode, something happens to one of the crew members. I won't say what, but, you know, like they're a part of the show. So, like, I think that makes it a little bit easier for me to swallow. That's cool. I yeah, definitely, definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah. It's no. on FX, you said? It, it, yeah, it's on Hulu. It's part of on the Hulu. FX on Hulu thing. So you can watch okay. the whole thing. And like, yeah, you can binge the whole thing in like less than 12 hours, man. Nice, dude. I'll check it really, out. Really, really good. Definitely. I have All a right, lot so, of things to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of free time. So. <laughs> you got a lot of good recommendations. I'm interested <laughs> in, in both of these. Devs, it sounds really cool, too. So Yeah, Devs, I've, I've been meaning to watch it because like I've seen a lot about it, too. And like I love Nick Offerman. So, you know, like I definitely want to check that one out, too. All right. So uh, let's move on to movies. So this one's a little tough to do because, you know, obviously we're not going to fucking movies, you know, like, like uh, it, it's, things are weird. Theaters have reopened now, but I don't want to go into a theater right now. Do you? Mm, I mean, and, and see what Mulan I've, yeah. I've better to spend I, 30 bucks. I, I, I might, man. I mean, it's, if there's, I, I've talking to my wife and if there's anything that I miss the most about, uh, you know, pre-quarantine life that I can't do now or that you can do now, but it's, it's obviously very limited is one eating, just eating out in general. Cause we would eat out at least, you know, at least twice a week, you know, somewhere. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, usually it would be eating somewhere and then going to the movies and then not having either one of those for the most part. Cause I mean, restaurants, I mean, yeah, I guess you could, you know, at, at least down here in Miami, it's the, the things that are starting to open up a little bit again, 
but it's still obviously not the same as what it was like before. And then the theaters aren't open yet. And I don't know, I don't know when they plan on, you know, the possibility of any of the theaters started to open back up again, but um, yeah, it's, it's tough. So like watching, you know, trying to watch movies at home now, I mean, most of the movies that every, all of us are probably watching are, are either stuff that was already destined to be on Netflix or Hulu or stuff mm-hmm. that has come out before that we just hadn't seen yet. So exactly. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's weird right now. You know, like honestly, like I wish that new mutants had just came out on Disney plus just, you know, just bite the bullet. Yeah. You know, it's a shame because like I was looking forward to that movie, but I'll just wait till it comes out. On I heard it's not that bad. I hear it's yeah. it's a movie. I hear yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're, you know, you I heard know. it's a, I heard it's a movie, and it's yeah, it's, okay. it's a movie where things happen. You know, yeah. it, it begins it, and then it ends. It's not as bad for as long as it was like delayed. Usually, when something's delayed that long, I mean, this yeah. movie was shot in 2017. Yeah, then, like literally, uh, none of the actors look the same anymore. Because they're, they're all just, they're, they're adults now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It took forever to come out. All right. Uh, so I'll start first. Um, so my movie that I'm, I'm going to pick. Uh, so this one came out on Hulu. So it was a Hulu original movie. Uh, kind of came out out of left field. You know, um, definitely not a movie that I knew was coming out at all until it was already out. And then people started talking about it. Yeah, you already know. I know. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm picking Palm Springs. So, Palm Springs. Yeah. I haven't, so, I haven't so, heard, of, heard of this one. So this How one have it, I? Is this the Andy, Andy Samberg Andy or whatever? Samberg. Oh yes, I have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. So it's a it's a comedy, you know, um, that stars uh, Andy Samberg as this guy named Niles, um, and also has Kristen Milioti who plays uh, another character in there. She was actually the mother uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Which I fucking hate that show. <laughs> and I that you know like that, that poor woman, which is the deal with in that ending of that show was just like terrible, and. So yeah, this guy Andy Sandberg, who I, I I love Andy Sandberg, but I still feel he's got like a very punchable face. There's something about him that like you just want to punch, even though like you love the guy. I'm a huge Lonely Island fan, bro. Oh so yeah, yeah. Did, did you see Popstar? I haven't seen Popstar. Oh, you gotta see Popstar. I'm behind movie. on everything. Man. I have so hilarious. much time, and I just don't have enough time. <laughs> so so Palm Springs basically it's a it's a Groundhog Day style movie, but it takes the concept of that and kind of puts it on his head. You know, like instead of the whole, you know, like the character, like I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin it. It's like um, Russian Doll. You ever seen Russian Doll? I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's kind of like Russian Doll, you know. Great. But like, it doesn't Great follow show. like you know the the tropes of it essentially. You know, okay. where like you know where like they did something, then they're in the thing, and they got to figure out how to get out. Right. It doesn't follow that that formula. Um, but it's really good. It's really funny. Um, you know, like I said, it came out of left field. You know, I would like we saw it on Hulu one day, and I was like, all right, let's check it out. And then we watched it. And I was like, holy shit, that movie was great. It's really, really good. So I definitely highly recommend that one. Nice. Yeah. And also it's got JK Simmons in there as well. Mm-hmm. And that guy can do no wrong in any role that he's in. And he's great in this movie as well. Like he plays this one guy named Roy who basically hunts down Andy Samberg and basically just hates the guy. Like I, I won't say like why, but it's it's great. Like his first opening scene in that movie when he first pops up is hilarious. It's great. I'll check yeah. it out. I need a good laugh. I haven't really seen a good comedy in quite some time, actually. Yeah, that, that, this one's really good. That's definitely one that, um, to be quite honest, the only reason I had like I, I tuned to it on on Hulu with and while me and my wife were just kind of hanging out was because I saw it pop up and I was like, let me you know let me see what this whole movie is about. I didn't read the synopsis or anything. I just you know I went to Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, let me see what 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 review scores it, it was getting, and it was like they already had you know the, uh, you know triple digit reviews and it was already in like the the I think it was like even the low nineties. I was like, oh man, this movie's reviewed really well. I like Andy Samberg. You know, if usually if he's if he's in a movie like this, it has something to do with Lonely Island. So I'm sure it's it's funny to a certain extent. So and I was like, 
you know, whatever, let's just watch it. It's only like, it's only an hour and a half, you know, what, you know, what do we have to lose? And we watched it and yeah, it was, it's great. You know, I, it, and the whole like, you know, Groundhog Day type of feel caught me by surprise. Cause like I said, we just went in blind and I, I highly recommend it for, if you're trying to find a, a good comedy movie, that's, that's obviously, you know, free to watch per se. If, you know, if you have a, access to a Hulu account, then uh, I highly recommend that. I, I agree. I, th- I thought it was, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. So, so put down your list, Skinner. Okay. Let's, yeah, bro. Like, are you writing all this down? Man, I'm going to have to listen to this episode and with a pen and paper. I'm burning <laughs> out. I'm burning out, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you next week and I'll have them all done. Good. It, it will be graded. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Carlos. Do your thing, bro. So if we're doing movies, um, uh, I, I, I saw, um, I actually paid to watch uh bill and ted face the music but that is Ooh. not oh that is not Ooh. the one on my list it's it's good um yeah, i heard that's just, also a movie yeah <laughs> it's it has, just, uh two older guys yeah, yeah. two older guys has a the the keanu reeves in it um and uh it, it's good I, I i liked it um um i was a big fan of the first two movies so it's nice to see them back together again um and my wife on the other hand not so much i mean she didn't like say i didn't like it but she didn't, definitely didn't you know mm-hmm. get the chuckles like i did just because yeah. it's so like well it, it's a bro movie though yeah you know? like it, it's gonna be hard to get the wives to like it you know right <laughs> but but besides that um because that's the most recent thing at least movie that i've watched um because i mean that came out what this last friday basically this what three days yeah. ago yeah, yeah just, just, about, just came out three or four days ago whatever it is um but uh the movie i wanted to bring up is, is an hbo movie um and it's called uh bad education it's with hugh jackman oh. um and uh it's hugh jackman allison janey um who else is in it i'm trying to think well yeah, we get a pen and paper out here bro yeah, yeah just put on your <laughs> list. No, is walton goggins in that one or, or no 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 that, that, that was vice principles yeah, yeah I, I mixed up educational movies but uh, yeah um bad education it deals with the true story of a school uh district a school district in in new york that basically um started swindling money out of their budget to like buy personal items and like fix up their houses and like and it deal it it's it's also it's like a i would say like a dramedy but it's it's really good it's very much in the vein of like um you know, uh, like uh, kind of like a, a a mystery type of uh, not necessarily thriller, but I mean, Hugh Jackman is amazing in it. Um, it's 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 so well active from top to bottom. And and like I watch it with my wife and 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 I mean, sh- there were certain moments in that movie where you, you like she would verbally say out loud, like, holy shit, you know, like things like mm-hmm. that were it, it takes a lot for her to, to to verbally say things like that while watching a movie. So um, highly recommend it. It's it's also one of those where it's like it's it's one of those tales where you kind of like are satisfied with what they got, you know, with like um, what's the phrase that they got what was coming to them type of thing, because, you know, it deals with like, you know, these people are basically stealing money from kids, you know, because it's it's a school board's budget. Yeah, they're meant to like, you know, keep the schools, uh, you know, from falling apart and like, you know, using it for, you know, extracurricular programs and all this stuff. And they're like, you know, kind of like you know, sliding things under the books and like, and, and, and being kind of, kind of asshole ish about it. So, and, um, it's, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Nice. God bless America. Yeah. yeah. I'll check so, it out. Yeah. All right. Now at any point, did Hugh Jackman sing and dance? No, <laughs> no. This is essential. 
No. <laughs> he has, this is very important to know. Did he no. have claws at any point? No. But he is he is uh, uh, very, very uh, likable in the movie, even though he's one of the main antagonists. So, uh, um, well, it's hard to not he like. He do no wrong, man. He does yeah. everything he does is so good. Yeah. yeah. The first so, time I found out he was Australian, I shit my pants, dude. He was in an interview. He's like, "All right, mate." I was like, "What the fuck?" Dude? <laughs> but, but, no but wait, like, it, but what, was that a recent discovery or? No, no, it happened a while. Like, oh, okay. It was like after X Men had come out. I, oh, I had okay. no idea he spoke like that, and then I heard him speak, and I was like, "What?" So yeah, very um, impressed. No, my wife had that reaction when uh, Andrew Lincoln like did an interview, and she was like, "Wait, he's fucking yeah, British? British, dude? Crazy!" Yeah. She was like, "Holy shit, his accent's great." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I guess so." Yeah. I felt that about the way uh, I felt that way about the guy from Get Out. Um, oh yeah, um, Daniel, Kaluuya. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Him, yeah. yeah. He was also in Black Mirror. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I I saw him seen Get Out. I saw him finish it. Good movie. I liked it. It's great. You haven't finished yeah. it. Was you watched it and you stopped? Um, I watched it on a plane. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of movies you watch on a plane that you've that that you know you brought got, up. I know. A, I know. A lot of underlying dude, topics and stuff. Carl, Carlos got so mad at me because I the first time I ever saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine was on a fucking plane, which. I'm I'm sorry, okay, but that's the way I did it for the first time. But when I got back home, I watched it on my TV with surround sound. You know, at least I did it. I mean, that's a little bit better, but it's not a little not, bit better. Yeah, you know. well, I, I wanted to watch it in theaters. I don't know why I didn't see it. Um, it was probably when when I was like getting my wedding going, and I was broke as hell. So when I'm dying to see theaters, theater. or you were on your honeymoon. It was one or the other. No, no, because I saw on the plane going to my honeymoon. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. that's probably what it was. Actually, no. Or was it when I was going to Thailand? Fuck, I can't remember. No, Thailand was when I, was when I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Which is not a good movie to watch on a plane because that's, that's the one with, with, uh, with Superman in it, right? Bro, that bathroom fight scene where he cocks his gun. <laughs> it's so great, dude. I love that scene. Like I, I can just watch that one scene replayed over and over again. Yeah, the movie that I really want to see in theaters, and I don't think I'm going to get the opportunity to, is Tenet. It's kind uh, of unfortunate. Yeah, I know people that have seen IMAX screenings and stuff, and I've said good reviews. Mm. Apparently, it's, it's a spy movie, and like it's kind of misleading. Like they don't. Yeah, the, the reviews that I've like heard. Obviously, movie. I haven't seen the movie, but they say that like they show you all the fancy stuff, but the movie's not really about that. Like it is about that. It has that part, but like there's there's more plot to get to that, you know, and that they just kind of show you in the trailer everything going backwards and shit. But like that's not how the whole movie is. But they say that it's really good from the reviews that I've read so far. So I'm, I want to see. I'm, cro- it. I'm crossing my fingers for uh, theaters at least to start reopening up here to with screen that. That'd be nice. Because yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, I, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably go to a theater to watch something. That's some one movie that I would actually. I mean, I'm not going to sit next to somebody, but I would actually right. risk being in a theater to, to yeah. watch that. Like, I don't think I would do it now, but I think if we get to like, uh, when when is uh, No Time to Die coming out? November. November. Okay, so like I think that around that time, I would probably risk going to go see that movie in particular. That's like that the one movie that made me go so good. I, I I haven't seen it yet, but you know, it's it's just it's more Bond. So I mean, yeah, hey. it's a lot of a lot of practical effects, man. There's a lot oh, of yeah. stuff there that's real. That's not you know. So. Can't wait for yeah, that baby scene of Casino Royale is still my favorite. Oh, it's right. like, it was a Casino Royale where he's chasing the guy on the yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's parkour. Fucking so sick, dude. Parkour so sick. I was. Can you believe that's. 12 years ago, Casino Royale. I know. My God, dude. Fucking crazy. I've been doing it on for a very long time. It's fucking time flies by, dude. It's ridiculous. That is crazy. <laughs> All right, Skinner, what's your choice for movie? All right, so I have one that came out during quarantine, and then I saw a couple honorable mentions that um, 
that didn't come out during quarantine, but I watched them recently. So my quarantine movie that I saw, and this isn't a movie that I would say is like a must-see, but I, if you like action flicks and you're into superheroes and shit, we talked about The Boys. Uh, Project Power, um, it just recently came out on Netflix. It's a Jamie Foxx movie. You know, Jamie Foxx is pretty good in everything he does. Uh, we won't talk Except about we won't talk about Spider Man. Ah, uh, okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> we won't talk. But it wasn't his fault, man. I don't, I don't blame him. But I, I, I don't know, man. You know, if you could at least say like, I can't have this hair. Don't give hey, me this man. fucking hair in that movie. But he's pretty good. And this one, he's kind of like a John Wick. He's just a badass motherfucker. He's just going around and he's trying to find the source of this drug that's on the streets. Um, and the drug, what it is, is when you take this pill, it's kind of like Limitless, where it gives you power. But in this sense, it's like a you get some kind of superhero power but you don't know what power you're going to get. Everybody in their DNA has a power built in, but you don't know what your power is until you take this pill. So some people have bad reactions to it and literally just combust and die. Some people get like crazy powers and are able to do stuff, but it's only for five minutes. After the five minutes, you're done. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Like he's looking, they, they essentially his daughter is the key to like a cure of some sort or whatever. So they steal his daughter away and he goes full John Wick fucking everybody up trying to find his way up the ladder to get to his daughter um along the way he meets a cop who is joseph gordon levitt um which you know he's awesome and mostly everything he does as well so overall it's a cool movie a lot of cool practical and special effects um if you like like i said if you like just crazy gun shooting movies there's one really unique scene that i really like it's like a scene where he's like fucking everybody up in the room but it's shot in a really unique angle i won't spoil it but um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie to watch. If you're looking for an action flick, something, you know, get your adrenaline pumping a little bit. Um, really, really enjoyed Project Power. All right. Yeah, like I, I've seen trailers for that one. Like I saw one scene in particular where he was fighting uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's one of the opening fights. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it looked really good. And like, I was really glad that he beat the fuck out of him because I hate Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> so it, it was fun to see that guy get the shit beat out of him by Jamie Foxx. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, he can like light on fire and shit. So it, it's it's really cool. And I've seen the behind the scenes of how they made his skin look all like melted and shit. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks really interesting. Like it, it's it's a movie that like it, yeah, it's on Netflix. So I see it every day when I scroll to my Netflix. So you know, I, I think one yeah, like not too long. Days. It's like an hour and a half or so. It's it's quick which little. is perfect. Yeah, it's nice. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's not going to win any awards or anything. But um, if you just want like an action movie to watch one day, if you're kind of bored, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, it's worth watching. I like yeah. It. No, like uh, me yesterday, I, I watched. Uh, I put on Armageddon. Uh, just that bro that movie still holds up so well yeah it, it's such a good what what are you ooing in in disapproval no, i'm asking i'm not disapproving i'm asking i am i haven't it, seen it in a long time it's so I, good I bro i'm wooing oh you're so, wooing i didn't bro. i didn't hear your woo my bad it, i'm sorry it's a quintessential 90s action movie it doesn't give a fuck bro it is what it is that's so bad, <laughs> it's, so bad. <laughs> it, it's you know it doesn't have that much like well, no, yeah, it's got a lot of like flair and like you know sparks and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, not that much slow motion. A lot of scenes are the camera slowly panning up to a person, giving an intense stare. You know, there's plenty of that going on. Listen, like, okay, it's fine that it's very okay. It's very entertaining at the beginning with the whole like asteroids striking Earth and all that stuff. But then it takes like a good what is it another hour before they finally get to space. You know That's I mean? the one thing, yeah, that I noticed that it took forever to get to the asteroid. Like the actual like time of the movie on the asteroid is like 20 minutes. They're barely exactly. on the fucking thing. It's crazy. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it in forever. Yeah, like it's been more time on that Russian space station. <laughs> look, I, look, I'll, I'll give Michael Bay something. His movies are very well made, even though they're not necessarily the best movies. Like he, I mean, well, yeah, he knows how to create spectacle, but in terms of movies, like 
I don't think he's made anything as good as The Rock since The no, Rock. No. The Rock is his best movie by far. Like he, he only made one decent Transformers movie, and the even that one, one. No, the third one, I would say. I was the third. Jesus Christ, Alex. The third one. The third one. The third one. Yeah, the third one is my favorite. Like, Not the one, with, dude. No, you must be drinking good beer, dude. <laughs> I gotta go to that brewery. <laughs> is that good? Good, bro. It's got it's mangoes good. in it. Wait, the it's, that the one that the, the, the giant robot has tentacles? Ghost? No, that's the second one. No, that one's an abomination. Which no, is the, the one with the ghost spirit fucking things? That that's the spirits? second one. No, it's the same. Yeah, the fucking robot heaven. That's the second with one. With the two fucking stupid Transformer fuckers. Yeah, with the two like, racist ass <laughs> Transformers. Two little drone. Fucking jive. I'm like, bro, it's yeah. not 1954. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Holy shit! And then this, this freaking guy. Oh my god! Wait, what's the actor's name? Uh, the the one that that was like the the main like government guy, John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro. Poor guy, man. You know, he, here's a guy you know who's a, a good actor, right? Literally has to stand under a set of metallic balls and said, "I am underneath enemy scrotum." Like, hey, oh my god! As long as the check catches, he could probably. Care oh less. no, that, no, that hey, check. Man. Well, we made a lot of I'll money. So that check time. cleared. So. <laughs> So you brought up Armageddon out of all things to bring up. It's a great fucking movie, though. It, it's such a good movie. You know, like, you know, you, you got a young Ben Affleck. You know, you got Owen Wilson before he got, you know, famous. And, you know, um, freaking Michael Clark Duncan, you know, rest in peace. And then, you know, Bruce Willis, you know, at peak Bruce, Bruce Willis, you know, just coming in with the jokes and like the charisma. And like, yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll go drill a hole in a fucking asteroid in space. Why not? And you believe the guy. You believe sure. that he can do that. Oh, God. All right. All right. <laughs> So can we go on to somebody's next uh, answer? <laughs> so, so another movie I saw, this is not a new movie, but I'll bring it up because I think it's kind of relevant because it has Robert Pattinson in it. And as we know, he's going to be the Batman and he just got COVID. They just said, yeah, yeah. he got, he got COVID it's fucking crazy. What the fucking. fuck out of all the people on set to get COVID. And Batman they just got, got back COVID? to filming it, man. Like it was like, what, God, two weeks of, damn, of filming. Man. I don't even so think, I don't even think we had two weeks. So yeah, fucking bro. mad, dude. No, it's like, can you make the movie already? God damn it. I know. So, it's whatever. Annoying. But, um, I wanted to watch this because I had heard good things about it and I kind of wanted like a better understanding of uh, Barbara Pattinson's reach as an actor. I know he's like in a bunch of stuff coming out, Tenant included. But, um, I watched a movie called Good Time. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Facebook, so, right? What is it? Isn't it? Isn't it in space? No, 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 no. It's a different one. No, good time is not the one where like he parties a lot and things like that. Or? Yeah. So good time. This the essential plot is he has uh he's like he's like a low life crime. He's he's always robbing banks and doing like drug deals and shit. He's he's like lives in the streets. He lives at like that crime life, and he has a brother who is autistic. Who's actually the the I don't remember the name of the brothers, but the brothers direct the movie. Um, one of them plays the autistic kid in the movie he's not really autistic um but he is in the movie he is um uh robert pattinson's brother so robert pattinson instead of letting the kid get the help he needs and go to school and like learn and things like that he's always pulling his brother out of school to accompany him to go rob banks and do like hood rat shit you know Mm -hmm. so um essentially they get a bank robbery goes wrong the police show up and like the brother freaks out because he's autistic and tries to run. Um, he managed. Uh, Pattinson manages to get away, but the brother doesn't. So the bro- the brother gets put into like this super high security, like max prison or whatever. And Robert Pattinson has to do hood rat shit to try to get him out of jail, essentially. Oh shit! Okay. So it's actually a really crazy fucking movie, and it's mm, filmed like, like it. 
it's filmed really intense and every scene's like like you're holding your breath almost um but it was really good man like i i mean you really get to see acting from him as opposed to like twilight where he just stands there with makeup on and it's kind of like awkward no, I, I know man you know, yeah you know, yeah people made me watch one of those movies the other day i had never seen the second one she made me watch it and i'm like no wonder people don't think this guy could be batman it's yeah. fucking ridiculous like it's it's yeah like i watched the first one uh because like my mom made me watch it like i was still living at her house it was like i don't know what 15 years ago something like that it was a long time ago terrible movie that baseball scene is just goddamn awful um but yeah people still giving him shit for that series and it's just like you know rami malik was in twilight as well and yes. no one, nobody brings it up when they talk about Rami Malek. Yes. You know, and like he you know Heath winning Ledger was in Knight's Tale, right? And he was the Joker. Yeah, he got so much shit. Yeah. So but, it's like, I don't understand. Yeah, like when he got picked as Batman, you know, Carl, Carlos, uh, you and I talked about this on another podcast. You know, when he when he was announced, it was him and Nicholas Holt, right? You know, like they were the two finalists. When they, when they mentioned them, I was like, I, I hope that Pattinson gets it because I feel like he'll bring more to the role. And even though all we got was like a three-minute trailer – just from what I've seen from that trailer, at least as far as like the tone of the movie and things like that, I, I think he's gonna nail it. He's gonna nail it, dude. I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm on. I'm totally Team Battinson, dude. I it, think he's it, gonna really. He kills a guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. He must be dead. <laughs> oh, that, There's that guy, no way that guy has a face. There's no no way that guy's still alive, man. No no fucking way in hell. That's the origin story of Two Face, right there. He fucking beat that guy to a goddamn pulp. Oh yeah. It's but, funny um, that you. It's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, like how intense because uh, I looked up a uh, good time because I, I I knew I recognized the name I just I forgot which it, what movie exactly it was that you know um, that Robert Pattinson was in but I remember you know hearing about the name and I looked it up and it's it's one it's the uh, uh, I believe it's the first movie done by the uh, the Safdie brothers yeah and the, the Safdie brothers were the guy the brothers who did. Uh, uncut gems and uncut oh, gems. No, it has that Super same intense. feel. No oh, wonder. Okay. Like, like you know, you're. It's like you're. You're. You're having like a panic attack as you're watching it because it's yes. so like nerve wracking and like you know, not the music in the background is just unsettling, and you're always like, what's gonna happen? Something crazy is about to go on. You know, like it has that feeling to it all the time. Yeah, the audio work is so well done because like Uncut Gems is is you know an hour and forty five minutes of people just arguing at each other, you know, mm -hmm. for you know the entirety of the movie. So it makes so sense. I uh, like this this too. That now that yeah. you said that, it makes it wow, like total yeah. sense. So they did has that, has that feel. Yes. Yeah. So they did good time, and then after that, they did Uncut Gems. So they're they're yeah. getting so a lot one, of recognition. So one of those brothers, I don't know which brother it is, but is in Good Time as well in the actual movie. and plays the autistic brother of Robert mm. Pattinson. Mm. yeah i don't right. know which of the brothers it is but it, it was interesting I, I i found that after the movie i was like oh wow he's actually in the movie too yeah like it, he's done a lot of movies that uh you know to be honest like i haven't seen but then you know they keep saying that he's really good in there was one uh the lost city of z it, it's him and charlie hunnam they say he's really good in that um i haven't watched the lighthouse yet um like that's one that like i have to carve out time to like actually sit down and watch because like i hear good things about that one and i love they Willem, also, i love willem dafoe so i'm super down to watch that one they also announced him in that uh God, uh, so what is it? The devil all the time or whatever. The new one coming out with yeah, um, like Tom Holland. That one looks really Tom good. Tom Holland, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's like a fire and brimstone, like Southern preacher. He he's there too. It's like he's in everything. He's yeah, like, he's all and, over the place. And he looks yeah, he looks good. And, you know, like it, it, he looks like you know he's gonna like just kill it in that movie. So I'm you know, so. you know yeah, definitely excited for that one. But uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, the last one, which you know should be the most fun one. We're talking about the video games. You know, so we're, we're going to go for the best games that we uh, experienced during the quarantine, which is unfortunate because uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out, or I think comes out tomorrow. Mm. 
you know, one or two come out tomorrow. It's phenomenal. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, they're saying it's like the, one of the best remakes ever made. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait. Yep. I cannot wait to play it. And it's 40 bucks, right? It's, it's not a full price game. Is it? I haven't even looked, to be I, honest. I, I want to say it's 40. I don't think it's full price. You know, unlike Nintendo, who wants to make everything full fucking price, no matter how old, you know, these things Tony are. Hawks, it's not releasing on the Switch, is it? No. Not yet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure at some point, you know, but at least like they remade it. You know, like well, all we're getting is an optimized version of Super Mario 64. It's like, but by the way, Alexis, did you hear that? Uh, I didn't hear about this caveat until re- like basically probably 20 minutes before we hopped on the podcast. Um, and that was that these, uh, the, 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 that three pack of what is a Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Apparently, it's only going to be available for a limited amount of time. And then, and then like March, when March rolls around, they're going to take them away. Yeah, we were well, talking about that. Yeah, like uh, we weren't sure like which one it was because we know that Mario thirty five, the 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 battle royale Mario game that they're making, that one is gonna be taken away in March, for sure. And then I want to say that that was also for the other three games as well. Like I, I think it's like a limited run of, of the physical and digital game. That makes. I mean, only Nintendo would do that. So yeah. strange. Yeah. Like I only I have to rewatch the conference because I only caught it after Mario thirty five. They were like, this game will only be available till March. Like they made a thing to say it. Mm-hmm. And that was the only time that I physically like actually heard them say that. So I just figured it was that game. But if it's all the content, it's that's super weird. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, I would understand maybe right. like the physical run. Like, okay, like you could only buy the physical copies mm-hmm. until March, but then it's digital only. Like that, I would understand maybe because like you know maybe they only want to sell a certain amount and that's it. But mm-hmm. if it's like you can't even download the game after March, like what what's that about? Yeah, it's, yeah, that is very strange. Yeah, like you say, like if it was physical only, then I get it. Could that builds like some kind of like exclusivity, right? Oh, you have a digital. Well, I have one of the only you know physical copies on the planet. Right. You know, but yeah, no, like once they're cut off, you can't get it in either either format. Strange. So it's a little strange, but like Carl said, it's Nintendo. You know, they're doing it because they know we're gonna buy the game anyway. You know, we're annoyed, but people are that game's still gonna sell like gangbusters. It is what it is. Dude, and and Mario sixty four is not even an HD remake. What's no, they they only all they did was optimized it. Like uh, I was I, waiting for it to like when they showed it, I was like, oh, it's going to transform now into like the HD version. Yeah, and it never did. It was nope. just it was just the same blocky fucking character. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like luckily, Galaxy, you know, still looks that's like it holds up really well. Honestly, I would buy it just to play Galaxy. I'll yeah, that, that's the one that I'm buying it for. Like I'm I'm dying to replay Galaxy. I'm that happy way. that the other games are there. Like mm-hmm. cool, but I'm playing Galaxy. It'd be nice if they sold them individually, kind of like what they did with the uh the bioshock collection you can buy them individually so oh, shit, you can i didn't know yeah. that it costs more money obviously because i think mm-hmm. the game is like 20 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that so um the collection i think together is like i think it's 50 or 40 but if you buy the game separately obviously 20 dollars a piece it's going to cost you know it's going to come out more expensive but, i know yeah. alexis was saying before the call that he wanted to uh that he was kind of like bummed that they didn't put galaxy 2 on the uh on the collection on, on the whole collection but i think that might get its own game probably yeah. Yeah, but, which is annoying because it's like another cash grab, you know, because you know or, they're going to remake it and they're going to make it $60 again. It's like, you or, bastards, dude. Yeah. They'll add a little, a little extra content to the end, just like they're adding this Bowser's whatever. Yeah, the, the Bowser's Fury. Yeah, but that's not even tied to this. That's a whole separate game. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. That's But that's another, like, added. It's a Wii U game that's getting mm-hmm. that added to it, you know? So yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's new now. Yeah, but honestly, for them, like, it's just smart because, like, nobody played the Wii U, you know, so you have all these Wii U games that people didn't touch that you can just re-release now, and you can justify a full price because, well, nobody played it. So, you know, like, you're playing a brand new game, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, never played Switch, it. I never played it. It looks nice, but no, I never played it. 
the Switch is technically it. I mean, in terms of power, it's basically a Wii U. That's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's why a lot of these games can just run so well on them, just because like you know they just port them over, and that's basically it. So that's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's no, yeah, know. it's easy. Like, and you know, they sell like gangbusters, and they just make a ton of money. So they're they can do whatever they want, really. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and we just take it. So, but all right. So let, let's move on to uh, what games we felt were, were the best uh, of this year. So uh, l- let's start with you, Carlos. So uh, I'm going to start with. Uh, uh, it's a recent title. Um, it's a PlayStation exclusive, and we have really yet to uh, talk about it. Even though Alexis, we've always, I think, we, I feel like every single episode we've done when it comes to like any sort of uh, video game topic, we always bring it up. And for me, um, uh, it was a big deal, a lot of fun. I even platinumed it, and that is Ghost of Tsushima. All right. And um, see, initially when thinking about this uh, answer, I was like, you know. Is it is it Last of Us Two? Like I really enjoyed Last of Us Two, but uh, what I would say is that Ghost of Tsushima was just just more fun to play. Like Last of Us Two, you know, it's like it's very intense, it's very stressful, it's very depressing, it's very like you know emotional, it's very you know realistic. But you know, it's not necessarily you know it's it's not the most fun to play just because like. You know, it, it does get to a point where you're the amount of stress that you have, it, mm-hmm. you just have to stop. Poor cinematic. It. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, yeah. right. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima was like, I could not wait to keep getting back into that world. And like, it's one of those where I feel like uh, the open world aspect is perfect about it, where it doesn't throw too many things at you, but it's also not super limiting. Like I have issues with a lot of open world games that when they start throwing too many things at you, you get a little bit like, you know, overwhelmed. overwhelmed yep. You, you kind of just like put the controller down. And you're like, all right, I need to, you know, take a break from this just because like I've been here, I've been at this three and a half, four hours and I feel like I haven't made a dent in the map. So, um, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima was like, I mean, everything was just, as it, it's it's a shame that it had to come out after last of us 2 because i feel like if it came out before um it would get even more recognition for how just just mm-hmm. how well made the game is and it's like spider-man you know yeah. it came out the same year as the last of us right so um yeah man it's just like it, it was so much fun to play the combat is absolutely i think perfect in that game i there was never a point where yes it you know you you would end up doing a lot of the same style of fighting and a lot of like a lot of the same enemies are reappe- like reappearing towards the end of the game just maybe a little bit like you know uh uh buffed up a little bit more like with bigger shields or whatever more armor this and that but the combat itself was just so much fun and then just being in that world of like that feudal japan and like samurais and like the music and the photo mode, which is absolutely like unbelievable. It's the only photo mode that I, I've taken more than like 40 pictures with. Yeah, um, it's definitely the prettiest game I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there. Be- like in terms of pretty, I mean, it's up there between that and like Horizon Zero Dawn and and even God of War. Like mm-hmm. those are beautiful games. Yeah, but but as far as like the photo mode goes, you know, like oh, yeah, any, yeah. any, you know, you can stop anywhere and you can get a pretty picture in that game. Doesn't matter where you are. Oh, for sure. I have, I think I've, you know, in terms of how many pictures I've taken that I was like, oh, I could probably use this as like a background on my computer or whatever. It's at least 20 or 30 of them. And it, it's, you know, and it's also really easy to, you know, it's not like you have to be a professional photographer to know what you're doing with the photo mode. You could take nice pictures anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that game was, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot for, for, for me to commit to a game to even try to platinum it. 
And um, now I'm not going to say that it's like an impossible platinum. It's one of those where most of the time, if you try to do everything in your first playthrough, you get a, a good like 75% of all the trophies. So the, the other 25 is just kind of finishing everything off. But yeah, man, that game was just like, even the story as, as very, you know, straightforward as it was, you know, with, with the whole Mongol invasion of Japan and, you know, it's, um, it's clear who the end, you know, the, the, the main antagonist is and, and it's, it's, it's clear, like, where the story is heading it's still it's still so told so well yeah like the emotional beats are so well done have you finished it alexis or no um i'm on the third act right now like I'm, okay. i won't i won't say how far i am i'm skinner have you played it i have not played it my playstation has been broken oh no well i've been missing out on all the exclusives i haven't played the last of us two either oh jesus christ okay all right oh, that's Lord, no. i love and i know all about what you're talking about you can talk about it it's no big deal yeah, but, yeah. Like, oh, i know the game i've been trying to play yeah like, no, it, no, you're it, fine you're you're good yeah no so problem. um I'm, I'm on the third act right now um i'm basically at at the at the fort and then you know right now like i'm just doing uh, a lot of side quests right now like i just finished the tale with um sensei ishikawa so mm-hmm. I'm, i i finished his up um i'm gonna i'm gonna start now with the monk and finish his story and then i'll, I'll probably go do another another main mission but yeah like you were saying with, with like the open world how it's so good because it, it, it a lot goes on in the open world but it's not throwing it in your face right I, to me like i just i ride on my horse to whatever mission i'm going to and then something pops up on the way i stop by and i do it whether it's like a shrine or a fox den a haiku or like i go into um a hot spring you know like it's a game where like you know things happen organically you know, like, you know, you don't go on the map and you're like, okay, what can I go do? No, you ride around, you see like a plume of smoke or something happens like in the environment that makes you go check it out. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're experiencing more of the world. You like follow the wind fair. or something, right? The wind blows and that's yeah. you know where you're going. Yeah, that's, yeah. Exactly. That's your, that's your waypoint, basically. So, I mean, it, it, it does its best to try to keep you immersed within the world. So there's no like, there's no mini map or there's no, uh, there's no like icons in the distance. It's kind of just like, yeah, when you, when you, pinpoint like an actual point on the map itself which you, the only way to access it is like through like not necessarily a pause screen but like it's not you know it's not something that just pops up while the game is still happening um but when you put like a waypoint it you know and you and you try to guide yourself to it uh, when you use the d-pad and you can't not the d-pad the uh, touchpad and you swipe your thumb uh forward like the wind will keep like will blow again and you can see which direction you're supposed to be heading. And like, it just keeps you really immersed in that world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, without having to pop the map up and, you know, yeah. right. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the comment, like you said, is just a ton of fun. Yeah. And Japanese, really culture's always been, Japanese culture has always been like tied with nature and this and that. So like they, they keep that as like a, almost like a focal point of the game. And um, I mean, it got really, I mean, it got extremely well received in Japan itself. It got, mm-hmm. I think for like basically Japan's version of like IGN or even um, the more uh, prestigious, uh, what's it called outlet. Um, they gave it, uh, um, they gave it a perfect score. And I think there's only been like three games from uh, you know, what they call the, uh, you know, American developers or uh, developers from the West that have, garnered perfect scores and, and this is one of them i mean it's it is like it takes a little bit to get used to i know the first i would say the first two three hours are a little bit rough because the the combat is a little bit of you know it takes a little bit of time to getting used to and like you know beefing up your guy a little bit in terms of stats like you know you you'll get your ass kicked at the beginning of the game pretty easily oh, yeah. oh i died all the time in the beginning yeah but once you build your guy up to the point where like you can um uh you know take people out pretty quickly you know it's Great. And I even played it on, I played it on hard. So like, it's even more of like satisfaction of like, I have to, you know, I have to block, I have to parry, I have to, you know, take these people out first. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the game 
that I've had the most fun this year. Um, without a doubt. I mean, if, if there was anything that was coming close second, I, it would have been, um, it would have been doom, but after doom, it was that in terms of the game I've had the most fun this year so far has definitely been horizon. I mean, horizon, um, ghost of Tsushima. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that game is a lot of fun. Like, like I said, I'm not done yet, but I can't wait to finish it. Um, so my, my game that I'm picking, um, so, you know, you, you mentioned it already, right? So, you know, like, as far as, like, big games this year, the, the year feels, like, a little sparse. You know, like, there isn't really too much as far as, like, big names coming out. Um, but this game is one I felt was, like, the most affecting game of this year. Definitely the most affecting game of this year. Uh, one of the most affecting games I've ever played it ever. And for me, it's The Last of Us Part Two. So I'm huge fan of the first one, right? Like, the, I, I played that first game I don't know how many times. Like, you know, that game was... You know, era defining the best game on the PS3, I believe by far. Um, and then, you know, with any sequel, you hope that they you just want to improve on whatever they can from the first game, especially if, or if the first game was already good, or like the previous game was already good. Just improve on the things that needed improvement, and then you know, you want to tweak some things, go for it. This game, they just made everything far superior to the first game, and everything was just better. The gameplay, the story, just everything. You know, like Did the. You- Without any spoilers, because obviously I haven't seen it. Did you care for the story? Yeah, I did. I did. I've had I've heard a lot of mixed reception. Again, I yeah. played it. I've heard a lot of mixed reception. Yeah. I heard Laura Bailey was getting death threats. Bro, like what her honestly, like does. that that honestly bothered me because she is incredible in that game. Like so, like uh, she, and I love Laura Bailey. She's, like, all, she's good in everything. Yeah, she needs to get all the fucking awards for that game because like her character in in that game. Like I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but she is just downright incredible. And, you know, and, and that's the reason why I love this game. It's just like you, every character affects you in some capacity. You're attached to everybody, whether you love them, hate them, or anything in between, right? The game is all about shades of gray, right? There is no black and white. Everybody, no one's a good guy. No one's a bad guy. They're all just people, people out here in that world trying to survive, right? And, you know, just going through that game, is, it's just, it's an experience, man. It's hard to describe. And, you know, like Carlos said, like, it's not a game that, it's not a fun game right um in the sense of it's very intense it's very moody like you feel all the tension when you're either facing the infected or when you're heavy, facing a human like character a heavy game it's, it's a heavy game like, it's not right. a game that you can play for like a four or five hour stretch you can do maybe two hours two and a half hours then you're like you know what i need a little break right now there's been a lot going on right. um but yeah like like i said you know they just like they improved on everything they could have improved from the first one it's just a far far superior game and you know like it's definitely i would i would say it's in my top five all time like shit. like like easily you like it better than the first one i do yeah absolutely yeah i, I would definitely say i mean like, obviously graphically and stuff it's going to be better but like yeah yeah overall but, game, but, but as far as an overall game is way better than the first one way better like okay. it's, not, it's not even close to me to be honest yeah me and alexa me and alexa side on the, the on the on the same with with this game I and mean, we, we at least if you here we had our, our own uh, Last of Us episode. Um, I didn't Last listen to it because I haven't seen it, so I was afraid. Yeah, I would. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, yeah don't, don't listen because I haven't played. That's the only reason I haven't heard the episode. Yeah, yeah I, I did see that. Yeah, don't listen to it, especially since you haven't played it. But yeah, we're we're on the same side in terms of how we feel about the game, in terms of like the story and the controversial topics that the story has, and like the certain things that happen in the game that that a lot of people, um, not necessarily. Uh, critics because critically it's it's done extremely well and mm-hmm. you know maybe there ha- that has something to do with like sometimes you know there's a little bit of like the whole uh there's that whole uh 
what's that called talking points that people have where like oh and, uh, sony you know pays off these the these reviewers to give them you know good review scores so that sony keeps giving them the games and stuff but um even um like user ratings i would say at least from the people that I've talked to, majority of the people that I've talked to have liked the game a lot. Um, the and then the ones that have, you know, their their counter arguments about how they feel about the story and 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 how it's, you know, it's not it didn't live up to what they were hoping for. You know, I understand that, but I don't necessarily yeah. agree with them. See, so, but like, like th- that's what I like about the story because like the problem the problem with people that say they didn't like it is because they didn't get what they wanted, right? You know, people wanted a certain something and then they, they basically they're like, oh, well, I don't like the game because I didn't get what I wanted. It's like okay, but the game wasn't, you know, it, it, they didn't make it specifically for you. This is a story that they thought was going to be the best thing that they could put forward. And I thought they nailed it. Look, th- do I Jedi. like... Yeah. Oh, last God. Jedi. Yeah. No, I, I love The Last Jedi. Okay, but that's a whole other thing right there. See, there you go. You know, now, look, me, th- did I get what I wanted from that story? Absolutely not. You know, but do I think, you know, that the game is better for what they made? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you know, what I wanted is stupid. You know, <laughs> I, I, I should not have gotten what I wanted. And I'm glad that they made a story that they felt was right for this game and na- nailed it. Yeah. Did you uh, have you ever heard the story, Alexis, of uh, how they 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 ended up casting Laura Bailey? Um, no. So for the character, for her character, I won't say who it is, but for her character, um, there's a I, I forgot if I heard it on a if it was like a the kind of funny games cast podcast, or it was another podcast um, where they had Neil Druckmann on, on there. And they were basically kind of like elaborating on like their whole casting process. And the fact that he was adamant about not wanting to cast Laura Bailey in this role, just because like, it's too much of it. She's like the easiest choice. I mean, she's been in Mm -hmm. so many games and like she's worked with them numerous times. Like she's the voice of Nadine from uncharted, you know, the Mm -hmm. South African character. Yeah. Um, Oh wait, she's she's Nadine. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, bro. Yeah. And, and what happened was they went through the whole, like the whole, uh, what's it called? Um, Not rehearsal, but what's, what's the word here? Uh, Audition process. And eventually um, he talked, uh, Neil Druckmann kind of like talked over to his, like uh, the, the, the woman they brought on to help write the story. And they were like, yeah, it's going to have to be Laura Bailey, you know, just because she just she's she just nailed good, the character, you know. Yeah. She's Black so, Widow now too in the Avengers game. Yep. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. in everything. But, she's but, literally but, like, well, that game we'll see, man. Like, I'm actually hearing good things about it. She's like the know, Nolan North of female voice actors. Well, it's 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 <laughs> basically Nolan, Nolan North. North. It's it's Troy Baker and Troy Baker and Nolan. Yeah, North. yeah, that's those it. Are the three yeah, those they run the show. That that's yep. it. Yeah, that, that's the big three right there. Every game is like them or they're in it for sure. <laughs> it's weird because like in the new game, uh, the Avengers game, Tony Stark is uh, is Nolan North, and I keep hearing Nathan Drake. I can't not hear Nathan Drake when he speaks. That's the issue like, with him. Yeah, yeah, he's it's just, so he's, weird. He's Nathan. Drake. And I met them. I went to a MegaCon a couple years ago, and I met Troy Baker and Nolan North, and they are the fucking coolest dudes, man. Oh, man so that, cool. Like uh, uh, Carlos and I, we didn't meet him, but uh, we bought Nolan North a beer at uh, at a restaurant oh, at, at, at Comic Con. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went to their panel, and then afterwards, I got to go meet them real quick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're and cool no, people. The, that Nolan North uh, it, uh, moment that we had, Alexis, was was interesting. Just because, like, we were all sitting there. We're like, you know what? We don't want to be those kind of people that, like, okay, he's out at a restaurant with, like, certain people, and, like, I'm sure he doesn't want to be bothered and whatever, mm-hmm. but at the eating same time, tough. it's Nolan North, it's tough, You know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, yeah. It's, it's always rough. But it was Nolan North. North. It's like, you know, like, you want to tell the guy, thank you, you know? Yeah. But it, it was it was definitely definitely something. 
Hey, I know Carlos mentioned a moment ago about kind of funny. Um, I had told my friend uh, that was a San Diego Comic Con a couple of years, like if you run into the guys from Kind of Funny, you know, tell them what's up from Mike or whatever. And um, so he ran into Greg Miller and them having lunch somewhere. And he's like, dude, I want to say you want to I want to say hi to him for you, but they're eating. So like, I feel really awkward, whatever. I'm like, don't approach him if they're eating. Don't approach him. So then, <clears throat> when they finished eating. He was like, hey, like, uh, you know, you guys were eating. So, like, my friend just wanted to shout out, whatever. So, Greg actually tweeted me a video saying, hey, I wanted to say thank you to your buddy for not interrupting us when we were eating, like, a whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, celebrities and people, like, they, they just don't want to be bothered when they're eating. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah. tough. Yeah, like, it's like a protocol. If you see them eating, leave them alone. Like, or, or with mm -hmm. the kid, they were the family eat, or something. Not, yeah, they were family. Talking. No, don't touch them with like, uh, I saw Gloria Stefan at uh, Samurai. Right, Ooh. yeah, yeah, and like my my mom, right. my mom is a huge Gloria Stefan fan. She wasn't there, like I was there with some buddies of mine, okay. and like you know, like I'm sitting literally across from her. I can see her the entire time, and then you know we were getting up to go, and then my buddy was like, "Oh, like I'm gonna ask her for a picture," and I was like, "No, dude, don't do that." Like she's literally surrounded by her family, Nasty. you know. But he was like, "Fuck that," so he went, and she did it. You know, she was really nice, but yeah, of course I'm, you're gonna do it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't get in the picture. I was like, "No, nah, I feel bad." She's eating with her family, and, you know. So yeah, like if they're eating food, you know, leave them be. I agree. You know, and like if they're drinking, buy them a beer. That's it. There you go. Cheers. Cheers to that. All right. All right. I think I'm up. Yep. So uh, I'm going to go as far as to say I think the game that I chose had a bigger impact and was more influential than both of your games. Ooh. Okay. You guys are, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let me have my moment. Yeah, we get it. Let me have my moment. Well, like, like you didn't ruin it. Keep building it up. So, it's Animal Crossing, right? You fucking got me, right? <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, I've stopped playing. It's been a, it's been like at least a month since I've, since I've logged in or whatever. But my girlfriend still plays every fucking day. She she tells me log in. Let me see what's in your shop. Whatever. That game has had an impact on people that don't even play games. That game has been all over social media. That game is all over memes. I mean, that game was a phenomenon. And yeah, I think it came again. Joe, at the Joe Biden, his campaign created signs that you can put on your island. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, oh they, they, have, they have Biden and Kamala signs for your I, island. I know they have a talk show that one of the guys, uh, it's Gary Whitta, who wrote Rogue One. Um, he, he has his own talk show, Animal Talking or whatever. And it's just bunch of celebrities and stuff and they come hang out and play animal crossing it's like so fucking crazy yeah. that this is, uh, this fucking, is happening. Uh, Danny trejo has an island yes it's great yeah so that game has definitely had a huge impact on not only gaming but i would say like just our culture in general i don't think nintendo expected it to be i mean they expected it to be no, good they but did. they did Those i don't know i don't know expected it to be this no this I, I disagree i think they expected it to do well but i don't think they expected it to be like like Pokemon level, like obsession. Well, like a, this game oh, didn't it come out. Was it right when the quarantine started? Right yeah. around Doom. Yeah, same day as Doom. Same day as Doom, it came out. Yeah, same day. yeah that's Doom. right. There was a bunch another of memes about of, that. Yeah, it's another case of perfect timing. Basically, I mean, mm -hmm. it came out literally, you know, at the perfect time. And I mean, I'm on the same boat with Skinner. I haven't, I haven't played in, you know, in a good while, just because like it does get to a point where you're like, unless. Uh, unless you you know really like collecting and and finding everything that you know ne doesn't necessarily you know have any value to it, um, you do end up running out of things to do in that game. A big thing that holds me back with that game is um, my my wife does the same thing where she tells me you know get on I want to see what's in your shop or whatever. Right. It's just 
the wall that is the Nintendo online service is a nightmare with this Alexis game. and I spoke about this also before the podcast. When we were waiting for you to hop on. We were talking about how Nintendo okay. is just the worst when it comes to connectivity it's online. It's like, it's really a matter of them just not caring because like, it's not like they don't have the money, you know, right. like, like why do we have to send each other 30 digit friend codes yeah, man. To, to add each other? I don't understand. Not even, it's not even that it's, it's the whole like, okay, so my, you know, my wife wants to come to my Island. So that's a whole like two minute process. Where it's <laughs> to like, open the gate, open the gate, then she comes, she starts flying in so that I can't do anything for a good 45 seconds, and she lands, and then she goes to my shop, and then it's and up, time then, to leave, yeah, and then she has to leave the island before I can turn my system off, or else yeah. it, nothing saves, you know what I mean? And, oh my god, it's that's that's the big problem with Animal Crossing for me, is I would agree 100%. Uh, I, I want to be more, you know, uh, you know, open to like playing it with my wife and like just kind of enjoying the game together but yeah it's just that that wall that is the nintendo online service that how the hot garbage that it is you it know definitely does hold it back like they just introduced my girlfriend was showing me it's like some new feature called dreams or whatever where you can like go to people's islands and without them hosting you you just go there but you still need a friend code i'm like yeah. man it could have been so much cooler if it just took you to a random island and you didn't know whose island you were on but you were able to see the way other people decorate it and get ideas and stuff but like they just won't allow it, even if you're not interacting. Like I understand, like a lot of their concern is privacy issues and like you know weird people talking to little kids or like okay, I get that you don't want to put voice chat in your games, fine. But let me go on a random island where I literally won't interact with anybody. I won't even know who lives there. You know, there's so many boundaries and and hurdles you have to jump through. I was telling Alexis like when I got Super Smash Brothers and I hopped online, it was like oh. really like how am I supposed to play this? Like I have to play it in person or else it's like unplayable. Yeah, if you go online, it's like a glitch fest. The only way you like, can do it is in person, and you can't do the game online. It's so it, bad, it's and like, and they're supposed to promote like you know connectivity and playing together and all this stuff. You would think that they would make it at least locally easier. Like he's saying, you have to open the gate and you have to do this, and it's a pro- like that's a lot of the times the reason why I don't want to get on. My girlfriend's like, go do this, and I'm like, oh, fuck. But then I gotta log in, and then I gotta get the thing, and then I, you know, it's like it's a process. If I could just turn it on, and she could just come over, and it was like a two second boop boop, like joining a lobby in a computer yep. game. Like why yeah. isn't it why isn't it that easy? We're I hand my wife. I hand my wife my if I don't want to do it, I just hand her my switch. And yes. she, I'm like, you <laughs> do it here. You yep. figure it out. You know, yep. you, I um, do the same thing. I'm like, here you go. Do whatever you need to do. Like, get what you want, then leave me alone about it. But it's like, but, but besides the negatives, because I do yeah. agree with the negatives. Um, the yeah. game obviously did have a huge impact on everybody. Um, it does have a lot of cool features. I like that it has seasons, and like now I'm looking forward to like for Halloween to seeing what kind of stuff they add because. I'm sure they'll have different outfits and stuff, which is cool. But um, is the game the most amazing, incredible game that's ever came out? No. Is it like a perfect 10? Absolutely not. But like you said, timing and just um, the overall like easy goingness of the game where you can just kind of pick it up and it makes you feel good. Like you're running around and you're living life on an island. So it's like total opposite of what we're dealing with right now. So I felt like that also helped the game, you know, that it was an escape for a lot of people. And um, and yeah, that was probably a game that I, I, I devoted the most amount of hours to, I, even though I'm not playing it anymore. Uh, it definitely was like my quarantine game, especially because like I was saying, I don't have a PlayStation right now. It's doing some weird thing where it won't recognize my controller. So um, so I haven't been able to play any exclusives. So I've been pretty much doing PC or Switch. And um, that's been like probably my standout Switch game for for there's been other good ones, but I would say definitely the most time devoted to it. 
Awesome. So. Well, look, definitely fix your PS4 because there's a game that you should check out. And that's, um, I don't know if it's on PC, but Fall Guys. Uh, I have it on PC. Oh, it's on PC. Good. I, I love that game. Yeah, it, the game's it's, great. It's so much fun, dude. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have it on. P- I have every mostly everything. And now I hear that PlayStation wants to bring more exclusives to PC. So I'm all for it. I, yeah. I am. Well, I have uh, a very uh, expensive computer. I'm yeah, ready. God, to God of War. I think just came out now for PC, right? It was on PlayStation now for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if they officially. I know Horizon recently came to PC. Yeah. And now they had a lot of bugs, but but like I heard like a patch yeah. came out to fix that. So I did like, hear that. That's stranding. That one that's on PC. That's yeah, yeah. That's stranding. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm cool with that. Bring yeah. them all. Yeah, and honestly, like I see no issue with it. And, you know, people are getting upset about it. I'm like, what are you getting mm. upset about? It, it's mm. you know, I looked in the comments and I was like, really? You yeah. guys are mad? Yeah, it's like, oh, right? I'm sorry. Like, you know, do you do these games belong to you? No, they don't. Like, you know, Sony is a They're business. Like, no, what's the point of even buying? And I'm like, well, look, man, some people have a two thousand dollar computer and don't want to buy another six hundred dollar system just to play. Mm. Yeah, five good games. Yeah. You know they're going to be great, but like, really, like, yeah. And it's like but these, A games, lot these games them. are all like two plus years old. I'm like, what? Did you not play Horizon yet? Is that why you're mad? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You know, Look, man, people who play Playstations are still going to buy Playstations. Like, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to deter people from buying a PlayStation, but it opens up the audience to people who don't have one and have a computer. So now you're selling more co- copies. They might be digital, but you're selling more copies of your game. Because you have a much broader audience, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's logistics involved or whatever. I'm not like their accountant or anything, but yeah, well, it's like it boosts interest in you know Sony exclusive. Because you know, what if you got a PC and then you're like, you know what, I want to get a console, All right? Yeah, yeah, I'll get a Absolutely. PS5 because they make these great exclusive games. Sure. So you know, there's a method to the madness there. Sure, I would love to see board games come. I know Xbox is really getting into that now, um, but they're Microsoft, so that's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Sony do the same. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. But all right, fellas, you know, we, we have we have picked out our favorites of this quarantine. Um, hopefully these are the ones that stay that way because the quarantine will end soon. If not, we'll just do this again in like the next three months and you know we'll decide what other things have become the best for us during this quarantine. So uh, I want to go ahead and thank my uh, guests for joining me this week, fellas. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I just, you know, I got bad education, what we do in the shadows, Palm Springs and devs. Yeah. Just like, go, go by from the beginning, hear the whole episode and then just keep adding to your list. <laughs> gotcha. Add a, uh, add, add succession to your list. Succession. Oh yeah. Yeah. Carl mentioned that one. So yeah, definitely got to check that one out. Yeah, all right. Got it. <laughs> That's on HBO. So add that one sure. to your list. I'll find it. All right. And then for you guys that don't know, Skinner has his own podcast as well. Cool plastic. Uh, so Skinner, where can people check that out? So you can uh, listen to it anywhere you listen to this podcast. So Cool Plastic Radio is the name of the show. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram at Cool Plastic. I post a lot of gaming-related stuff, and I uh, would love to meet you guys. All right. And then, Carlos, where can folks find you at? So uh, my Instagram handle is Bruceno underscore media. It's just an Instagram page where I, just, I post photos and stuff of that I take with my camera. And, you know, it's just very recreational, but it's the easiest way to, to get in contact with me. Yeah. It's mostly just photos from Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and basically. and Galaxy's Edge. All right, yeah, I, I, I show show some respect. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that that, that Leonard Falcon picture. Ah, yeah, bro, that's good stuff right it, there. It's it's entirely from just my my limited travels within the last two years that have been hampered even more because of a specific pandemic. So, oh, I know, bro, dude, like, um, yeah, like, um, we, we were supposed to go to Disney, uh, next month, and then we we're supposed to go to San Fran in December, but none of that's happening. Yeah, I'll, but, be, like, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me know how that goes, and then you know, maybe we'll consider going <laughs> in the near future. We'll see what happens. I know a lot of people, side note, I know we're in the episode, but I know a lot of people that have gone to Disney, and they've actually said it's the best experience they've had. Yeah, because nobody's there, dude. Yep. 
<laughs> all right go check it out all right guys well appreciate you guys joining me uh you guys can find me on my instagram it is at alexis underscore says underscore i'm also on twitter at alexis javier 88 where i am basically watching the heat destroy the milwaukee bucks right now Ooh. complete annihilation okay like jimmy butler is scoring with both his testicles okay like it's glorious to watch all right <laughs> all right well guys uh till next time take care of each other and peace out Thank you.